0: You are listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast, it's episode 18. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left Podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. We have another packed episode for you today. We're going to be talking to Leanne Ross from A Cup of Lee. Leanne is a digital communicator and she works with startups and businesses, helping them execute their PR messages in a digital world. So if you're somebody who's interested in getting a start in the digital communications business, maybe you want to get going, maybe you're interested in a career, then you're not going to want to miss this episode. Also, if you are a startup, if you are a business and you are looking digital marketing tips for 2016, which is just around the corner, you're going to want to grab a pen and a piece of paper and you're going to write down some of these great tips that Leanne is going to be giving us today on episode 18 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Don't forget, as always, if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes, please do rate and review the podcast. If you're listening over on Stitcher, please do leave a review over there. This is going to be our last episode for 2015. We're gonna be coming right back in January with some more amazing episodes. If you have somebody that you would like me to interview on the podcast show or you want to become a guest on this very show, please do drop me an email to zero lives left podcast at gmail.com. You can also send me a tweet to at Wayne dinner. Alright, let's not waste any more time. Do you have a pen? Have you got some paper? And let's get right in to episode 18 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Now, getting your message right in communications is really important. There's a lot of noise on social media, as we know, and trying to cut through the noise can be difficult, for even even the biggest of business with a big PR team and a big marketing budget. So many small businesses, startups tend to struggle uh, in trying to craft their message and getting an engaging message across to their target audience. Joining me on the podcast today, I'm really excited to have Leanne Ross, who's giving up her time to spend 15-20 minutes with me to give me some insights, some tips and some advice for startups who are listening to the podcast and also businesses who maybe want to take their communications and their digital communications to the next level. Leanne, thanks for joining me on the show today.
1: Pleasure, Wayne. Excited to be here.
0: Now, you've been involved in the communications industry since Facebook was a digital nappy. (laughs) How has the landscape changed and evolved?
1: Well, uh, 2016 marks a decade in the industry for me, which is quite interesting to look back on. Um, the biggest change, really, in the, in the industry as a whole for communications is, is the media landscape itself. So you have the rise of online channels, which we didn't used to have. So every traditional media outlet now has its own online channel, but you've also got channels that exist pr- you know, predominantly just online. Um, that means there's massive differentiation in channels. You've got specific places you can go for audiences who are interested in different topics. We know all the different kind of problems they have in terms of um, raising revenue, ads, ad blockers. Um, And then you've got things like citizen journalism itself. So a lot of media are looking to people who are reporting from the front line on events. And you've got Twitter and we all know we're following hashtags and we're not really going to the traditional media outlets for our news. Um, And then you go through to things like social so we all have our own channels um, and we're basically broadcasting ourselves and um, that has its own issues in terms of fact checking and opinion versus fact and um, and really then you look at brands and companies themselves who have now decided they want to be publishers and some of them are taking on the big guns you look at things like ASOS whose magazine is now rivaling some of the the biggest print magazines in the world like Vogue Um, in terms of readership and ad revenue. so all of that is, has changed massively in the space of like half a decade. It's really exciting. It offers so many more opportunities for people to get involved in publishing and becoming media themselves. Um, but it also affects us in terms of if we're going to do communications, marketing or PR, it, it is really important to remember that this is a modern audience and they're getting their news from a multitude of different places. And you need to understand that and be in on that if you actually want to reach that audience.
0: Now, I think that's important. So they're getting their information. From Twitter, Facebook, sometimes even Snapchat. Yep. So the the, the mediums are changing and evolving all the time, mm-hmm. and, and businesses kind of need to think about that. Um, it's important that they think about where is their audience going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of things you know, in terms of those platforms, do they need to think about? Obviously. The message might need to be different across different platforms, Absolutely, um, depending on where your audience is.
1: I think the biggest thing in terms of audience is you've got to do the research and find out where they are. So the easiest way to do that is to look at your competitors and look at your idols. Look at the people you want to be and the people you want to beat. And who are they talking to, and where are they talking to them? That's that's an easy that's the easiest way to find out. And um, that's what we would do ourselves. We would look at what other brands, what kind of influencers are they using, what bloggers are they using, what celebrities are they using, and what language are they using. Um, and then in terms of like your social media channels, you're basically looking to um, monitor how people engage on those different channels because, as you say, the same person will engage in a different way across a range of channels. So Instagram is very different from Snapchat. Very different from Facebook, um, so it's really important that you look at your resources and you don't try and spread yourself too thin. You know, you go where the majority of your audience is and really make yourself um, very good at that one channel, and really practice it and learn it and get really good before you start diversifying because otherwise you'll just get smoked It is massive. There's just so many.
0: I think that's really important, and that's something you know that many businesses and startups get overwhelmed by you know, they they go along to a workshop or they go along to a digital marketing workshop and they hear, right, you need to be across all these channels. And as you know, it's very difficult to be to be consistent yes. across all the channels and that's something that whenever I started out using Twitter I said that I'm going to focus my time specifically on Twitter and what I'm going to try to do on Twitter is I'm going to try and build my audience on Twitter. Yep. I'm going to let Facebook sit for a while and I'm going to let Instagram sit for a while until I get it going on on Twitter yes. and then once it's going on Twitter and it's established mm-hmm. then I'm going to start to look at other channels and that's kind of kind of worked really well for me.
1: Yes and it's the same for me um, you know whenever I go in to work with companies uh, sometimes they'll say to me, oh, should I be on Vine? And I say, well, you might need to be, but I can't help you because I don't know how to use it. And they'll be very shocked. And they'll think, well, why don't you know how to use these 400 different social media channels? I'll say, well, what would be the point? You know, I, I can't spread myself that thing. So I did the same. I focused on Twitter. Instagram for me is something I, I use personally. Pinterest as well. It's not something I, I focus too much on business-wise. Facebook, um, I just let run. Um, and I use LinkedIn a lot because it's very good for business to business so you've, you've really got to look at where your audience is and what you're trying to get out of it and you focus on a few channels and you build those up and you become quite an expert and an industry-leading voice and then you've got the time to sort of slow it down over there and it runs itself and then you can go and try other things so businesses need to work in exactly the same way as the consultants that they have
0: Yeah, I think that's really important and I think that's a, that's a message that I'm keen to get listeners to, to buy into because, you know, don't spread yourself too thin and think about where your audience is yeah. and invest the time maybe in one platform yes. and get familiar with how it all works before trying to be all things to all men. Absolutely, And that's kind of what you know. many businesses mm-hmm. maybe make that mistake. And also those people who are maybe want to become freelancers. They're, 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 and it can be very frustrating. It can be incredibly frustrating because this all hinges back to all the content that you're creating online. And that takes time. We're going to come to that later on. So give us an idea on how you got started in the digital yeah. communications industry.
1: Well, I guess, like a lot of people, I am sort of self taught and I sort of moved there through more traditional um, areas of the industry. So I studied a uh, communications and, and marketing degree back when there was no Facebook, um, which is why I make the joke about digital nappies. I think it was Bebo in MySpace, and that was about the height of it. Um, so like a lot of people then I've been self-taught um, I spent the majority of my career in-house managing comms for organizations and charities which really focuses you on being a jack of all trades so you've got to learn to be the digital person and the PR media person and the internal comms person and um, so that was really good training but it wasn't until a few years ago when I joined actually mental health a local charity and I was able to specialize in digital communications and I got really into it and I was able to spend a lot more time not only reading researching it and watching other people but trialling it and and experimenting which is what you need to do to evaluate what works for your your organisation and then I started my own blog the Cup of Lee blog and that was really about me trying to learn how to do that so um, the best way to learn is to do so I set that up as a real experiment obviously if I could go back I'd give it a better name <laughs> so well it is catchy but there are times when you just think god if I'd have known that would take off but that's what it's all about it's all about experimenting and having a go I wanted to learn WordPress I wanted to understand SEO and search engine optimization I needed to understand meta tagging I wanted to know how do you increase your Google rankings because if I'm going to do that for organizations I want to do that for myself and that basically then led me on to freelancing and doing a lot. Of that, for PR agencies who have now realised that the landscape is changing and they need to be a bit more digital savvy, um, and then working for a lot of startups and small businesses who actually are much more tuned in to the fact that that is where the people are and that is where there are the biggest opportunities for doing the most um impressive work with the smallest budget if you're really clever about
0: it yeah because those startups got to be creative with their budget yes. I mean they're bootstrapping you know I know what it's like I've mm-hmm. been there I'm still there I'm in the trenches of having no cash no money having to bootstrap everything I yep. mean, we're all in the same boat yeah. um, and the tools that we have now at our disposal disposal digital tools mm-hmm. um, are, 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 are so exciting yep. and the opportunities are endless and you know I spend a lot of time watching um, uh, Discovery Channel <laughs> I watch uh, the Klondike Gold mining. I'm a big fan of gold mining. Someday, yeah. if I ever make money, I want to go to the Klondike in America, and I want to. I want a gold mine. I want to. I want to. I want a gold mine. Okay. Um. I want to pan for gold. You let me know how that goes. That, that's a out. different story. But I actually look at the internet as kind of a little bit like that. It's a lot like gold mining. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of potential. You just need to know where to look. You have to and you sift. gotta yeah, you gotta sift and you yeah. gotta invest your time and what you're saying there is so important. It's about getting businesses to think about that. And you know, they almost need to kinda of have an understanding of what it is they're trying to achieve yes. and maybe align some of their Strategies to the tools that they're going to use. Now, give give us a bit of more of an insight of what you actually do. What Copyly actually does, um, the services that you can provide for businesses or organisations, and uh, some of the things you've done.
1: Well, I get asked this a lot because I describe what I do as digital communications or digital PR, and people say, "Well, what is that? Mm. You just you know created this newfangled term that you know to impress us. It doesn't mean anything, but it actually does." Digital communications is basically about mixing your social and digital media with your old-school kind of PR. So it's about doing the traditional things in a modern landscape. That will be things like social media audits, so going into an organisation that's existing and looking at why what they're doing isn't working. Looking at what their competitors are doing and trying to show them the difference and trying to show them the way to improve. Um, then you've got social media strategy, which a lot of people don't understand, you know, what, how that needs to be aligned to what your business is trying to achieve, maybe what you're selling, who your audiences are so that you can actually evaluate it at the end. Was that worth your time? Was it worth your money? Um, then you've got things like branded content, which is really important these days. If you're looking to do your own sort of SEO, um, you're trying to become an industry leader, your own reputation. So you're trying to do things like blog, putting articles out on the internet. Maybe you're using Facebook articles or LinkedIn discussion groups. Um, so sort of helping people. Be a bit more confident about doing that, not everybody's a great writer, but most people can write, they just need the confidence and the skills to do it technically. Um, And then raising people's online profiles, so that's about um, realising that it's not just about getting in the papers or on the TV, there are so many opportunities to get your voice across as an industry expert online and to comment on news items and and anything, whether you're in public affairs or you're a startup or you're a charity, um, sort of opening people's eyes to that and showing them how easy it is to find contact details and put yourself forward um, and get that online exposure. And then finally, I I would work a lot with um, e-commerce, so people who sell products online. And that's really all about how do you link that sales funnel So if you're doing social and digital, then how are you making sure that all of that is related to selling your product and actually getting customers to the end destination and seeing that through and then retaining them. So you've got things like email marketing, um, remarketing ads through Facebook to catch people who didn't buy on your website and making sure that you flash them away advertisement when they mm-hmm. go on Facebook. So all these kind of things um, are, are things that I would go into organisations and sort of say, look, these are opportunities in the digital world for you that maybe you haven't thought about um, and they're actually really cost
0: Maybe a lot more cost effective than the traditional old school marketing, which is still important. I mean, some people dismiss the old school, traditional PR, print, radio, you know, um, TV to a lesser extent. And they kind of just focus all their effort into digital. You know, and I'm kind of in the camp that says, look, you know, you need to do both and you need to integrate what you're doing. You need to integrate what you're doing. So if you're doing any sort of offline, obviously you need to make sure that's, that's integrated with your online yeah. Um, as well, um, and it provides a lot of opportunity if you're if you're doing that as well. Um, so there's a lot of things that businesses need to think about, and it can be very overwhelming for yes. a lot of small businesses. Absolutely. You know, because as you know and I know, um, the pace of how quickly digital is moving. Yeah. You know, you only get your head around Twitter, and suddenly Snapchat's out, oh. and then suddenly there's something else out next week. Bebo's even coming back.
1: Uh. And only just just yesterday morning, I'm reading an article about how Facebook has now introduced some new and or mechanism in its Facebook ads. And I'm thinking, oh no, do you know, like even I struggle to keep the pace and I'm reading about it every day.
0: And you constantly have to be updating your knowledge. So many businesses and startups have no choice but to bootstrap. We touched on that earlier on, bootstrapping your business. I mean, I know what that's like to have no money, um, to be able to go to a PR agency or to be able to go to a professional and say, look. Can you help me here and what's it going to cost? But what I have learned is by spending money with those people who do things really well, it pays for itself 10, 20, 30 times over. But it's almost getting those businesses to think about that, that this is an investment as well. Um, I was reading on on your website recently, you wrote a blog which I thought was very interesting on six low cost marketing ideas for small businesses and startups. Can you give us a rundown of what those are? Because I think they're very, very useful for small businesses right now that might be listening into the podcast or those people considering starting a business in 2016.
1: Yes, well, I think the reason that I wrote that article um, was because I was following a Twitter chat. It was NI Startups Hour. And they asked for advice on this very thing. And I realized, you know, the best way to advise people if they're going to eventually spend money on these kind of services is have a go at the low cost, easy to do stuff yourself. You'll get a better idea of what works or what your business needs. And you'll feel a bit more informed when then you go to spend quite a bit of money on it. Um, So for me, there was six ideas that came to mind initially that would be pretty easy to do. The first one is desk drops. Desk drops are something that the PR industry has traditionally always used to get journalists' attention. Um, I actually used this myself when I first went freelance, and it got me a multitude of work. Um, Basically what you do is you come up with a really, really small gift idea. Mine was actually tea bags, because my blog is called A Cup of Lee. Um, so I got them from, not on the high street, they weren't that expensive, it was £60 overall, and I came up with a list of target agencies that I would like to freelance for here. And I wrote them a, a personalised card, and I sent them the cup of tea, and I said, while you're having a cup of tea, working out how you're going to get round what year, how you're going to do all this work without all the staff, have a wee think about me, I could help you. And that was it, that's how simple it is, but it's personalised, it's targeted, Targeted. It shows a bit of creativity, and I got even from the people who didn't want to buy my services. They tweeted about it, so there's your online promotion. Isn't this a great idea? Look at this girl, blah blah blah, and they were all really lovely in the replies. You know, you're sometimes you, with a, a startup or a small business or a one-man band. There's a lot of knocking on doors and a lot of you know turning you away, and it can be quite demoralising. Something like that for a small investment can get you really good feedback very quickly.
0: And it was because it was personalised. <laughs> because it wasn't like mass it wasn't mass I'm
1: sorry but people love snail mail you know I love getting things in the post like cards or whatever you know and people do still really enjoy that um, even if it's just an envelope with a stamp on it and you hand wrote it, it makes a difference in, in a world that is so digital and so everything's so quick and throw away
0: I bought a suitcase recently from a named brand, we'll not mention the name and inside the suitcase when I bought the suitcase they had a personalised note which the sales assistant had obviously signed whenever I was getting my card out to pay for this and inside it, it said we hope you enjoy this product on your next travel, why not take a picture of you going through the airport using our suitcase and hashtag the company name so good. and I thought that was very clever Things and like, I did do yes, that
1: of course you did, personalised yes, personalized. you know someone took the time to and in this world that is so fast, such a consumer-driven world. We do as humans really appreciate personal communication. That's where we came from. We were cavemen. You know, this is—it's the emotion behind it and the effort. So that really works. And I would, especially if you're launching something yourself or a product, definitely think about that. But also, I've advised people who've been in industry a long time and need to sort of get in front of people and remind people of themselves again. Also very good. And um, the other thing I would say to look at is is databases. You know, people really do need to start realising that email is not dead you know you you need to start thinking about where you get you. the people who are interested in your business you need to start capturing them and there's a million different ways to do that and there's a lot of free and cheap ways to do that but don't just think about email addresses and people who've already bought things from you or contacted you go to your LinkedIn contacts go to your social media channels where a lot of people do put their email addresses you can now direct message people a lot of the time on Twitter who you're not even already connected with you know People are open to receiving communication and if it's done well and it's personal and you put the time in, then it can really work for you.
0: A nice little tip I have, just to jump in there, is what I tend to do is anybody who follows me on Twitter... I like to read their bio. And I like to look at their last 10 tweets. And I try to see, is there any little piece of value I can add to them based on their last 10 tweets? Yes. So sometimes I'll go in and find an article and I'll say, look, thanks for following me. I just came across this article. I think it might be useful for your business. Have a look at it. And the amount of people that come back and say, thank you so much for finding that and reaching out. I found that really useful. So it's kind of back to what you're saying there, but trying to personalize the whole approach. Where social media tends to become very mass everybody one robotic. message out to everybody but what you're saying is you need to start to think of ways to drill down and become personal
1: you do and people the worst thing you can do is go on social media and think that everyone wants to be ignored or mass communicated with You know, it is there for one to one communication have a conversation with someone don't just follow them and and sort of leave it at that and just expect that all of a sudden you're virtual friends and you can call on their help anytime you can't you need to nurture those relationships and um, the other thing I would say to people is this whole blogging for business idea is really good if you if you have a knack for writing at all or you have something really interesting to say and you just want to microblog. I mean that's what Twitter is. It's basically microblogging. You can you can just do lots of tweets and about comments on your industry or whatever whatever way you want to do it, it only costs your time. You know, WordPress and all these hosts are free. Um, and that's what I did and that's all all of a sudden people will say to me aren't you the the leading name in in your industry and I say am I? that's just that's what happens when you put the time in to put your opinion online you don't have to say anything revolutionary you don't have to say anything controversial you just have to be able to practice what you preach online I know what I'm talking about and I back myself to say it publicly that's all it is Um, and if you don't know what to talk about use Google for inspiration Google in what it is that you do like I would Google in, how do you digitally? And then Google will give you a list of things that people are already searching for. This is the stuff people want to know. And I would always say to people, pick the first five. There's your first five articles. If you a great know tip. about them? Write about them. And um, we would do that all the time for for clients. You know, I was working recently with a client that sells designer underwear online. And um, and you just Google socks for, and it said running, walking gym, uh, women, men, children, and there you go, you just that's what you write about. That's your expert content and that's where you, because that's the hardest part is thinking about what am I going to talk about? So there's your easy way to get over that. The fourth tip I had for people was about entering awards. Like industry awards are one of those things that people sort of are either in one camp or the other about.
0: No, there's a knack to this. This is the thing, you know, you see a lot of people who spend a lot of time entering awards and then there's a lot of PR and erasmataz about it. Um, you know, I think what puts a lot of people off, me included, is the whole time to write the app application form to actually get to the point because many businesses know they're really really good at that but actually writing that down on paper and executing that into somebody who's going to be able to read that and go yes I want this person
1: tell me more that is where like a lot of people would hire people like me to do that or copywriters because it's maybe they're maybe charging 30 pounds an hour at the most and it will only take them a couple of hours to fill that in for you. and once you've got one and someone's researched your company and interviewed you and really written it in a way that really hits you know, the points that they you know judges are going to look for. It's a real copy and paste job after that, a lot of the time, um, as much as I hate to say it, but you know, why reinvent the wheel? Um, and also look for free awards. There's a lot of awards that are free to enter, like Women in Business or the Digital Advertising Awards or whatever industry that you're in, there's bound to be awards. Um, and it's not just about the traditional route of you needed to have more than your competitors to get business. It's actually about even just being a finalist means that they will now promote you themselves through their own PR their own social media channels and just that you took the time to think yourself worthy to enter sell something to your audience Um, and I think it's also really good especially if you sell something if you sell a service or you sell a product if you can't sell yourself we have a problem and I will always say that to people you need to get into the way of selling yourself otherwise how you going to sell anything else you've got to back yourself and the easiest way to do that is commit it to paper, put it in front of the judging panel and hold your breath because we we've all been there <laughs> and we you know, even like I recently I lost a really massive industry award and there was that feeling of well do you know what I backed myself to like win it. In fact I think I should have won it. Yeah. You just don't have to I've been there. you know you've you've absolutely gotta put yourself forward for it and it, you do get a lot of chatter around it and you get a lot of talk from industry peers and you get a lot of support and and all of that is really good for you. PR.
0: Now, on the awards, you know that's something that certainly I think is very important and I think any businesses that are listening in to this episode certainly need to look at for 2016. It's yeah. certainly something that I have written down that I'm going to enter more awards in yeah. 2016. So I'm certainly going to be knocking on your door Good. for help with Good that win. because I've been saying time and time again, I need to look at this sort of stuff because I'm kind of seeing a lot of people around me who are doing all this stuff. and I'm just so caught up what I'm doing and kind of going here and traveling here and doing this and doing that that it's kind of further down my list but I do think it needs to move up that list and from 2016 I'm certainly going to be looking at that.
1: It's also really good for your business you take the time to sit back for for an hour and evaluate what you've achieved and how far you've come that's going to help your own enthusiasm but it's also going to help your business strategy what have you not done what bits are you missing the questions will tell you what you're missing because you'll be like, oh no, I don't check that box. No, do you want to? and why do you not and how could you get there? So if you're the type of person that finds strategy really difficult as, as a lot of small businesses and freelancers do because they're always moving forward they're so busy working on the next thing that they don't have time to sit back and evaluate but it can be really good for your own business strategy and in a way you've just done your business strategy and your objectives for the following year.
0: Because you've written it down on paper. Yes. Now when it comes to launching a new product or service, this is somewhere I've been um, PR remains very important it's still as important today as, it, as it's ever been, And mm-hmm. uh, probably more so because it's moved online and then you've got a lot of opportunity there. Any thoughts and ideas on any businesses who are listening in, trying to overcome this difficult task of this new product or service that they're bringing out, what PR do they need to think about or how do they start that process off?
1: Okay, well, the first thing I would always say to people is, because a lot of time businesses or, or people who are launching a product or service will come to you with what they think they need. Um, but it's actually just what they want so I have had phone calls with, with businesses and entrepreneurs saying Do, uh, I think I need to be in the main paper in such and such a sit and actually they're selling an online training program and I've said well it could be two years before someone needs that program so you're relying on someone remembering an article they read in the newspaper two years ago, what you more than likely need is SEO because you need it when someone Googles online training for their business that your name comes up because that's what someone will do. They'll Google, they don't know the names of companies. So you've got to think about, what is it that I'm selling? When will people be looking for it? Where do they need to come across my name? So where is my audience and and where will they find me? Um, So that's the first thing you need to do and then you make a plan from there. So by all means, it might have some traditional media and that's not actually that hard for businesses to get in their own, this is what I always say to companies. Journalists don't want to talk to PR people. <laughs> They're fed up talking to PR people. We are the middlemen. They want to talk to you. If you pick up the phone and phone a journalist and say, I'm launching this product, as long as you've done your research and you're not designing an app and phoning you know, the showbiz column or the politics correspondent, they will be like, okay... Well, let's hear let's hear what you've got. So you should be well used at that point to pitching your product to banks, to you know, angel investors, to your board, whatever it is. Um, so you have that pitch and, and that's that's how you do it. Like most journalists now are on Twitter. Most of them have their email addresses in their bios. If they don't, if you go to even the likes of the big news news outlets in Ireland, like the Sunday Business Post, they list all of their journalists in all the departments with their email addresses and their Twitter names on their website. It is all that knowledge is there for you. You don't have to pay somebody for that. It just takes time to look for I suppose it. it's
0: never been easier now to find out people to try and Absolutely. you know pinpoint people, as you say, you know, if you watch news for example most of the journalists will have their twitter handle coming up on the, the tv screen and if you're sitting there watching that you can just jot that down and send them a tweet
1: send them a tweet and say I love that piece that you did my business actually does this and we we either disagree or we support or we find something similar or this is a bigger issue that you could really do a longer piece on This is it's conversational and they are absolutely open to that you know, the journalists and media outlets are hungry for news there is so many of them now, they're 24 hours they're online, they're pumping out the posts you know, they need what you want to say, if it's newsworthy if it's new, if it's it's jobs, if it's um, you're moving into new markets you've created something interesting or you've just got something to say on a topic that's happening at the moment, by all means get involved um, and then if you look at things like the digital side um, realize that if you're going to do social marketing and things you know if you look on Facebook you, you are going to need a bit of a budget because you, you just Facebook pages just do not get the reach anymore um, make sure you hire someone who knows what they're doing or you'll waste the valuable sort of small budget that you've got um, If you want to focus on search engine optimization and, and blogging or any of that branded content stuff, Start doing that before you launch a product, don't do it on the day. You know, build yourself up. It's the same on Twitter. As you said, build yourself a profile, find people in your industry using hashtags or search terms and grow your audience, get involved in conversations and become a bit more known so that you have a bit of a platform when you do want to reach out and launch something. and as I said, just don't don't forget about traditional media, but also look at your new kind of influencers. Look at your bloggers, and not even people who run blogs. You would have what, what we know um, in the industry as macro influencers. So these are people who, there may be a model, maybe they're just a tech enthusiast, and um, they might have between maybe twenty and ninety thousand followers on Instagram or Twitter. Maybe they only make YouTube videos. Maybe they don't write blogs. But whatever it is, if they're in your, in your sector, reach out to them, you know, engage with them, watch their content, see what they're doing. Because their audience is loyal and it's big and it might be the people that you want to reach. So you might actually be better going through them than going through any of your, what you would call traditional journalists. So sort of think outside the box. Um, and make sure that whatever small resources you have, you are focusing them on exactly where your target audience is.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's great advice, and I think that's something that businesses need to think about. You know, and also those startups, you know, that are up in the bootstrap. You know, think of ways that you can maximize that free opportunity for PR uh, through social media, that if you see a journalist talking about something that's specific to your industry, reach out and connect with them. Now, you also do a bit of mentoring with young people. Uh, I work in that space, as you know, in schools, (laughs) talking to students about online reputation. Um, You know, somebody who's interested in starting, and this is something I get questions from time to time, how do you get started? I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was up at the University of Ulster in Coleraine talking to advertising students. And one or two of the questions that I got after the session was, how did you get started, Wayne? Yeah. How did you get started, Yeah.
1: Right, well, I got started very much, I, I knew I wanted to work in this sort of industry, so I, I did choose to do a degree that was kind of related but it, as you know everything is very competitive these days so that doesn't overly help you're still starting at the same platform at everyone else at the start of the race um, so basically I did three main things that I would advise other people to do I started at the bottom, and I was happy to start at the bottom. I was in an advertising agency, I was a PA, I did media media monitoring, I was cutting clippings out of newspapers, I was typing up radio scripts, I was answering the phone from journalists. Um, And you'll be asked to do... You know, things that you maybe think that you don't want to be doing, like going and buying sandwiches for lunch, but you do it because you're learning every day. You're learning from what you're seeing and you're earning your stripes and you still need to do that today. Um, The other thing I would say to people is volunteer or intern where you can. None of us were from very wealthy families. We didn't have the, the opportunity to do that 40 hours a week. But I would have always looked on things like Volunteer Now, websites where certain charities, or organisations were maybe looking for digital help or social media help or PR help. Um, And you go in, it's all great for your CV and they will be more than happy to take you on and just let you sort of have a go um, and show them the ropes. And the last thing that I always say to the students when I go into the University of Ulster is, you should be blogging you know they know that they need to be consuming media it's what they're taught to do and it's you know, I think this generation especially naturally consumes media so they live on a lot of social channels and they, they, so they're they're actually very good at understanding the language that you use online and where audiences are and, and bloggers and everything else but they don't produce enough media and I would always say to them you know just find a topic that you're interested in you know yourself it's important to make sure they watch out for their reputation so you know buy Wayne's book be clever about it don't be saying anything that will get you in trouble in your future career but please find you know put yourself out there because what that will become is your online portfolio there is no point in the future in going to organisations and saying I want to be a digital communications executive with you I can write I'm really good at writing for online audiences are you? Prove it oh here you go, here's a blog I've been writing for three years and here's my following on Twitter and here's the comments underneath it and this is what the companies I wrote about actually responded and said to me and they shared it because they liked it and you can see where that would take you and you all of that's free, you can do it in your spare time um, and it's all practice for your future career.
0: And what I say to them is start early, start yes. now. You know, If you're starting out your first year in an advertising, cam, marketing, oh, yeah. whatever you're yeah. studying PR, start now, start now. So you have that portfolio that you talk about built out over the three years so that when you graduate and you go for that interview um, you know you're in front of an agency, this is your opportunity to say, this is how much traffic my blog gets, this is how many articles I've written, and this is how many shares I've got, and they'll just be blown away. Because you'll have actually invested that time. So I think that's really important, and I think that's good advice for somebody who's interested in getting a start in digital marketing or digital communications. Um, I noticed also on your website, as someone who's worked in the voluntary sector, and you touched on that already, um, You're, you're doing something right now that's very close to your heart. Obviously, community is, is close to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about this Giving Tuesday and how you can win your time campaign. I thought that was a very interesting... I can't, oh, yeah.
1: I can't take all the credit for that, Wayne, because I did sort of borrow the idea from, um, and this is, again, the whole reason but why, that's okay. why industry and no social and peers is so important because I follow a girl called Rachel Miller, um, who is a really big industry expert in internal communications in England, and she had done this for Volunteering Week, and she had offered local charities and organisations to win a day of her time. <laughs> Um, And I thought, this is a great idea. And I know Giving Tuesday is something I was really interested in, because Giving Tuesday happens just after Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Um, And obviously, because I work a lot with retailers and in e-commerce, those are massive work days for me. But it can also make you a bit jaded by the whole consumerism of Christmas. And there is this lovely, nice idea about Giving Tuesday being about let's all remember that we could give a wee bit to someone else. Um, and it didn't have to be money. I love the idea that it could be time and expertise because my time and expertise sometimes is something charities can't afford. And I recognize that and I feel bad because I know how much they could benefit from it as much as any entrepreneur or company could. Um, so I basically just put it out there. I wasn't sure what, fe- you know, what feedback I would get and I just said, you know, would anybody like to win seven hours of my time? And if you did, what would you do with it? Um, and so many local companies got involved, the charities, um, some charities I hadn't heard of before, you know, human trafficking organisations, but then you had bigger ones like your national trust. and So I was able to whittle it down, and I used social again for that. I basically said to my Twitter followers and my Facebook fans, who, who do you think is, is most worthy in terms of who do you think needs it? And that was a really important question. In ter- That's the key. If it's social and digital communication, who have you not heard of? Who have you heard bad things about? Who do you think no one really understands what they do? You know, so there's these kind of questions, because that's what I go in and help with. So that's the crux of it. Um, And they were really good at that, and they whittled it down for me. And funnily enough, one of the organisations then that was in the final was Autism NI. My son has autism. And I thought, well, there you go. You know, I obviously know what they do, but if the general public is saying, you know, I still think they they could do a bit more of this, or maybe I haven't heard about that, and I thought, yeah, there you go, that's what we'll do. And it was... It really also took the weight off my shoulders of having to choose a winner, because how can you? Do you know, I just wanted to go in and help them all. The lovely thing was the amount of other industry people in the digital and PR industry who then messaged me and said, I love the idea. Any of the organisations that you couldn't work with, do you want to pass them my name? I'd love to do it too. And that's just so there the, was a that's the power of social. That's about coming together and creating a community in your industry, being part of it, that's and nice. then and, and benefiting and giving back. And that was brilliant to be able to do that. And if it wasn't for social and digital and the, and the relationships that we've all made there, none of us would have ever known that we were doing that. And how could we help as many people? So to me, that was just that that's the proof of it.
0: and such a nice time of the year. To yeah. be doing something like that. That that that's great. And I think there's a lot of businesses, um, there's a lot of people who are potentially listening into this podcast can actually think of their own way yes. to do something like that. And uh, it can it, it can come back in so many other ways. Oh yeah, because
1: it promotes your business too. I mean obviously then there was a lot of charities who, who were like, Oh, do you do this for charities? and we didn't know that you did or you know so that's that's great.
0: That's brilliant. Now, two thousand and sixteen is just around the corner. What does it hold for a couple of eight?
1: really exciting things actually Um, 2016 I am going back to school Uh, as you know this industry is all about we learn every day as we say it it never stops every day is a school day every day is a school day that's what I tell my boys (laughs) so I'm actually going back to do the digital diploma um, in digital marketing because we have been so self-taught and i think it is important i'm really big on cpd and anyone like Absolutely. me who who claims to be able to teach other people how to do these things i need to be on top of my game and i need to check myself regularly so i'm going to put the time in to do that now and um, because it obviously wasn't there when i first did my degree and um, i'm also going to keep on working with uh, utilitybar.com which is a company i love it's a local company and it's very much um, their ethos is everything that i love working with with. It's a local startup. It's people moving from traditional high street to online retail, social and digital, um, and basically trying to, to create a lot of branded and content and to see where that goes, to see if we can turn. A small business into something that is known globally, that's hugely exciting so I'm going to keep working with them just for the, the sheer personal challenge of it it's really fun um, and then the last thing I'm, I'm thinking of doing is an ebook because I think it's really important where when you have a blog you, as you say, if it goes on for years trying to sift through all that content I get a lot of questions from people about have you any more advice, have you done any articles like this and I have done but they're going to be hard to find in amongst all the noise so I'm going to pull all that together and it'll be specific for startups and small businesses because that's who I mostly work with now just to basically say here's all you need to know about digital and and PR and online communications have a go yourself or educate yourself so that if you're going to part with your hard-earned money which as you say in the bootstrapping days is a a big decision make sure that you're educated and you know what you need and you're only paying for what you need and you're getting it from people that you know are going to deliver for you so I think that's that's something that I'm really passionate about because I, I don't want all these opportunities to not be available to some of the really exciting startups and entrepreneurs that you meet, especially in Northern Ireland at the minute.
0: Well there's no doubt it sounds like 2016 is going to be very, very exciting. I'm looking forward to continue to follow what you're doing online. I know you have um, checked out my book and you did a review oh, on it which was great. Um, I've got a second edition out which I must send you. Yes you um, must so why have you not already? It's coming Back from print William. this week, hopefully. It's going to be back. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Look, tell me, how can people get in touch with you? You know, what's the website address? What's the Twitter handle? What's the preferred method of communication? If we have somebody listening into the podcast right now who wants to find out a little bit more about how you might be able to help them,
1: uh, the blog address is www.acupofme.com. Um, but most people come to it through Twitter, as I did, like you did. So it's the same. My Twitter handle is at a cup of lee, uh, Leon Ross, and most people come to it through there by engaging with me there. Um, and there's feed, there's contact forms on the website if people do want to ask any questions or they want to try and find information on a particular topic. Um, but those would be the two main ways that people, you know, find me. And I'm all for interacting online. I don't care if you're a stranger. Send me a message. If you want to meet for coffee let's do it that's that's what makes the world go round
0: well there's no doubt in 2016 you're well up my list for these awards so i'm definitely <laughs> going to be touching base with you for that and i definitely think that anybody who's listening into today's episode there's an incredible amount of value there's an incredible amount of tips there and i really just want to thank you for giving up your time today to share that insight with the listeners on the zero lives live podcast liam thanks for your time
1: thank you for inviting me
0: There you have it guys, another packed episode full of tips and advice. Some of the key takeaways that I'm taking away is it's really important that you think about where your audience is online there are lots of free tools that you can use which will help you identify which social media platforms is your audience using and then it's all about identifying the one and investing your time and your resources into building your audience on that platform that audience that you're eventually going to turn into customers ask yourself the question the number one question what is it i am selling that is a very important question and that will help you create and identify the content that your audience wants to receive from you. Focus on becoming your business's leading industry voice. Find out ways that you can use the internet and social media to become your business's leading industry voice I think that's a great thing to start thinking about in 2016 and then of course I loved the six low-cost marketing ideas for 2016 the keyword being low cost not gonna cost your business a lot of money in order to help take it to the next level so thank you so much to Leanne Ross from A Cup of Lee. Please do check out her website at acupoflee.com. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at A Cup of Lee. Leanne's going to be sharing lots more of tips and advice in 2016. So you're going to make sure, want to make sure that you don't miss those pieces of valuable information don't forget if you'd like to come on this podcast in 2016 if you're a business if you've got advice tips to share um, if you've got a business story that you would like to share with the zero lives left podcast listeners i would love to hear from you please do drop me an email to zero lives left podcast at gmail.com and don't forget if you're listening to this podcast on itunes please do rate and review the podcast. We're going to be coming back in January, which is just around the corner, with even more episodes of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thank you for all your support in 2015. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of it, please do send me a tweet to at Wayne Denner. Have yourself an awesome Christmas, and I'm going to be coming right back very soon with another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from waynedenner.com, and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.